You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome to the podcast. I am so glad to have you today. So I hope that you were in church with us yesterday. And if you were, then you met a brand new worship leader for Sunday. Chris was on vacation and he invited a friend, Brandon Harden, to come and lead worship. And I asked Brandon if he would sit down with me for a few minutes and just tell me a little bit about what God's done in his life to bring him to the Pine Belt. And let's just talk about worship a little bit. So Brandon, it is my joy to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you, brother. Um, It is good to be here. Um, And it's just been a joy uh, being able to serve Carterville yesterday, and I just really appreciate Chris asking me to come. Um, it's just been a wonderful blessing. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you, and I, I know Chris had a lot of confidence in you. He was excited about having you uh, take his place. So, and I would imagine that by now, Chris has watched the live stream, and you know he worshipped right along with you. So, Brandon, you have recently moved to the Pine Belt as part of your calling. Would you just tell us what God's done to bring you here? Sure. Uh, so. I'll, I'll back way up and give you a short preview because I think I have to give a lot of backstory to tell you where I came. Um, you know, I grew up in church, was saved as a young man, um, but I never had any intention of going into the ministry. Um, I had every intention of being a band director and being, you know, one of the quote unquote best band directors in the state. Sure, right. And so I did my undergraduate and graduate training um, to be a band director, and that's what I did. And so I was teaching in Amory, Mississippi. We've been North Mississippi folks all all our lives. And uh, I was teaching at Amory High School. And the church we were going at, uh, Meadowood Baptist in Amory, they needed someone. Their music minister had left, and they needed someone. So uh, they had started a small orchestra. You know, I was the band director. I'm going to go talk to the pastor and say, hey, I will be glad to keep the orchestra going. And, you know, as pastor's work uh i walked out of that meeting with (laughs) the interim yeah yeah, with as you preached yesterday you know with a job that was way over my head yeah that's right and uh and i walked out as the interim music minister and through that process god uh, called me into the ministry and so i I, that's awesome so i just want to pause for a minute because i I think it's cool that you are a a saved man you're a believer you're a church member you are following your calling out in the workforce as a band director right and God surprised you, giving you a huge role at Absolutely. church. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, I like it. I Absolutely. like it. We have, by the way, we have a fabulous band program in Pedal, so yes, we're super absolutely. proud of our band. It's known statewide. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I think it's a great mission field. So if you're listening to the podcast and you are part of the band, hey, listen, love your neighbor well. That's a great yeah. mission field. It is. All right, Brandon. It is. So um, entered the mission, uh, entered the ministry, and. Uh, began doing some training, you know, through seminary to better equip myself for ministry. Um, Meadowood ended up hiring me on full time. Uh, I served another church in Tupelo, Auburn Baptist Church, and in the meantime, uh, I had made some connections and met with the the chair of the music department at Blue Mountain College, and they had an opening come up, and they wanted someone to be able to teach worship leadership, which I, I just finished my doctoral work in Christian worship. Um, and so I had the, the, the degree and the credentials to be able to teach at a collegiate level um, in that area. But they also wanted someone to start their band program. And I thought, my word, God, you have just equipped me perfectly for this position. 
And so I, I went to Blue Mountain College and I, I served there for four years and it was four wonderful years. Um, but it had gotten to, to grow a little bit more than, than what one person could handle. And you know it, what? I bet some of our church folks, because we're so far mm-hmm. south, I bet some of our folks don't know much about Blue Mountain. Sure. So I won't tell them a lot. But, you know, they're more familiar with Mississippi College mm-hmm. over in Clinton and right. William Carey, of course, right here in our right. backyard. A lot of our folks don't realize that there are three Baptist colleges mm-hmm. in the state, um, and the the third one being Blue Mountain up north. Yep, that's right. And, and Blue Mountain is a wonderful place. And so I served there for, for four years, and the chair of, or the dean of the School of Music here at William Carey called me, which we had developed a relationship through some, some band things that I had been a part of. And he called me and just asked me you know, if I would consider a position of just doing worship studies. And I, you know, I had uh, had my bandectomy before yeah, yeah, and entered right. the ministry, and then I got back into it, and I never thought that God would give me another bandectomy, but he did. Um, and so things worked out, and uh, I'll be serving at William Carey uh, as the coordinator of worship studies and in the in the music department, teaching the, some trumpet lessons, which is my, my primary instrument, um, and anything else that needs to be done. And so I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm, and you may not know, cause I know it's a fresh, fresh start for you, but I mean, what are some of the classes? So if a, if a college student, if one of our pedal students graduates a year or two from now and goes to William Carey and wants to learn about worship ministry, or if, you know, somebody in our church wants to take a few classes, what are some of the classes that they would be taking at William Carey in worship leadership? Yeah. So if you came and wanted to do a degree in worship leadership, uh, you would get kind of a dual um, training. You'd be trained in music, and you'd also be trained in a you know a theology of worship. And so specifically worship classes, you know, we've got worship theology. Uh, you've got uh, the course that I'm not, because I'm not uh, invested for very long, I don't know the name of it, but a course that kind of teaches you how to run an effective ministry day to day in a church. Um, we have two tracks. We actually have the technology track and the worship ministry track. So, um, and, but those overlap a little bit. So you're actually going to also learn, you know, how to run uh, sound, how to run lights, how to run video, which is desperately needed for worship ministers these days, because you know Chris does all of those things as well. That's right. Well, um, and and for us, ever since coronavirus, I mean, that live stream became essential for us. Absolutely. And we were so thankful for those volunteers, you know, who, who are training that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Well, let's talk about this. So I know that you're going to be training ministers to lead worship, mm-hmm. right? But um, But every Sunday, churches all over the Pine Belt are going to gather. And this is your opportunity just to shape our thinking, their thinking for a little bit. You know, we get into a routine. We, we know that we're going to be at church on Sunday. We know there's going to be music. We know that we're going to sing the songs. You know, we probably make a judgment about whether we like that song or whether we don't like that song based on the tempo or the words or whatever, right? But there's so much more to worship. And we probably just need every once in a while to recalibrate and remember why we're worshiping. So, mm-hmm. you know, Brandon, why don't you just take just a minute just to speak into the life of our church, um, just what's on your heart about being excellent worshipers. What do you think it takes? What sure. do you want us to remember? So I think one of the, the greatest things that through my uh, seminary training in worship that I really made an impression on me is realizing the pattern of revelation and response in worship and knowing that, God alone 
uh, calls us to worship, and we respond to his revelation. And it's a pattern back and forth. Um, and I feel that uh, if we don't first recognize God in his holiness, God in his transcendence, in his otherness, if we don't do that first, we have nowhere to go. So when we recognize him, just as I, I read yesterday in Isaiah 6, holy, holy, holy is right. the Lord God Almighty, we see that. And then in light of that holiness, we see who we are as sinful beings. And then as Isaiah 6 continues, his sins have been atoned for. We see the greatness of God, but also the loving, uh, the gracious and the merciful God who covers all of our sins and forgives us. And then he can send us. As you were preaching about going on mission this morning, then we, here am I, send me. Right, right. So I think the first thing is uh, recognizing who God is um, as a holy and separate uh, God. And then also just that revelation and response pattern that, that goes throughout worship and goes throughout most examples of corporate worship in Scripture. It's just a, just a pattern back and so, forth. So that little pattern, revelation and response. Um, to put that in layman's terms you know, for our church family, you know, I mean, let's think about Revelation for a second. At, you know, not the book of Revelation or right. something like that, but let's think about Revelation as what has God shown you? Mm-hmm. You know, what have you experienced about God's character or his nature? I mean, I'm thinking about, for example, like the Egyptians, you know, had the Israelites as slaves. God comes in and conquers the gods of Egypt. You know, the ten plagues, the parting of the Red Sea, Mount Sinai quaking and shaking. You know, and I can imagine the people you know, when they prayed or studied scripture or offered worship to the mm-hmm. Lord, uh, even though, and the book of Exodus tells us, you know, in chapter 24 about them having this banquet meal in God's presence. So as God has revealed that much about himself, mm-hmm. that he's a saving God, that he's a powerful God, that he's a holy God, you know, everything he reveals when he shows them something about him, well, then they're able to worship him better and hopefully more intensely, right? Right. You know, I wonder, Brandon, if you know, when people get in a rut in worship at church, because we do, let's be honest, Absolutely. we all get in a rut, Absolutely. right? We're there, we don't feel the spirit moving, we just feel like we're going through motions. When we get in a rut in church, I wonder if that pattern of revelation and response can be part of what helps break us out of that rut. You know, what I'm thinking is, like if we stopped and remembered what God's done in our life, not just in the distant past, but even recently, mm-hmm. you know, what is it that God's revealed to you about his character and about his nature and about his creation, and how can the things God's shown you about himself, how can that come with you on Sunday to church, and even on your personal worship on Monday morning, and even in your worship through obedience on Thursday afternoon, revelation and response. That's a pretty cool, that's a pretty powerful yeah. idea, Brandon. Yeah, yeah there, there's no amount of, of up-tempo music that's going to truly reveal who God is to you. Right. Uh, it's only going to be through the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that's going to reveal who He is and then your your testimony of what He's done in your life. And that's yeah. that's our response. It's an it, outpouring. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that about the because I love up-tempo music, right? I think a lot of us do. And it's funny because sometimes we think, oh, if I'm in a rut, the answer is find something with a little... With a little, with a little <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's not true. I mean, you're right about that. I, there's no... I'm so thankful that we have artists and musicians who are writing new, fresh music and, you know, and, and putting it together with great artistry mm-hmm. and compelling power. I'm so gr- grateful that that music, in many cases, awakens our emotions. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that's awesome. But it's all hollow without real worship. Absolutely. Which is on the inside. And absolutely. And that comes from revelation and response. Exactly. What have you seen? What have you seen from God? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a whole book of Lamentations. Yeah. We have so many chapters in the Psalms 
where David is just pouring out his soul, scared for his life, running for his life. We bring all those same emotions into the church. Um, it doesn't have to be all happy. That's right. Fast music. Sometimes That's we're right. hurting, but we still can respond to the revelation of the greatness of God. You know, as a pastor and having that privilege of pastoring here, you know, uh, for a few years and then having other staff positions before that, I've watched this family, this church family, you know, for decades and I love them. And it's been interesting because I have seen worshipers in our church who've shown up the Sunday after a really hard funeral, mm-hmm. you know, and I've watched them worship. And even like this Sunday, I, you know, I, was looking at the sanctuary and recognizing some friends of mine who've been through really hard things right. uh, recently and just watching them give their worship to the Lord mm-hmm. was sweet to me. Cause you're right. It doesn't have to all be happy or positive. Like sometimes, sometimes, you know, we walk in with heavy emotions that we need to turn over to the Lord and, but he's sovereign over those. Two. Absolutely. Brandon, thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah. you leading yesterday, and I appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. It's You've been, been a blessing. Wonderful. Thank you so much for asking me to, to be here. Yeah, man, I hope the Lord will uh, magnify your ministry at William Carey. I hope that uh, just tons of students will be discipled and bless churches all over the state because of what you're doing. Thanks. Thanks.